Skirt, skirt, welcome to the dinner. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to episode three. Three. Three, three, three. Wow, we've been here for three weeks. Three whole wow, weeks. look at that. Wow, we've really made it. We've really made it in yep. the podcast game. Honestly, we, sh- we can just stop now. We- we're done. We're good. Well, we can't, we can't <laughs> stop now. We can't stop now. We actually can't. We actually can't. We, we have, too much, we have too much to talk about, actually. Yeah. What are we talking about this week, Charlotte? Mm, Tell our adoring like fans. We're talking about drum roll, please. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. My mom keeps asking me what this week's episode is about, and I keep replying to her by saying, "Mom, it's about rock and roll." Um, and then, <laughs> and then her not believing me, and then her. She made a great, a great comment though about it. She, she, mm-hmm. she mentioned that. Rock and roll has sustained itself for a long time. Yeah, so in a sense, it is very sustainable. So in a sense, in a sense, Susan knows. Susan knows. Susan knows. Susan knows what's up with the rock and roll industry. You know, Susan gets Um, it. Yeah, for sure. We could do a podcast, like a show, completely about rock and roll. You know, like. But why? But why do? But why do a rock and roll episode when we can combine it with sex and drugs? I know. So, that's exactly what we're so doing. So, <laughs> that's what we're doing. So, exactly. before we so, get into sex, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about something very familiar to the Barnard community. Yes. Extremely. <laughs> the menstrual cycle. Ooh, I know, like I know. Ca- Period. Oh, I know, <laughs> pe- people are embarrassed by them, but they really shouldn't be. No, there's literally no reason to be embarrassed about your period. Well, society says you should be embarrassed by it. (laughs) Society says so. Why? (laughs) Why? There's no reason. It's like you know, a little blood once a month, or maybe a lot of blood. Depends. Depends. Some people bleed more than others. You know, we're all different in our own ways. You know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But um. But there are a lot of ways to be more sustainable with your period. A lot of people are like, how do I, like, like, I am living, like, a pretty close to zero waste lifestyle, but I don't know how to Enter make my period more sustainable. The normal Enter. tampon, tampax tampon. Duh, duh, duh. It comes in, in its white whiteness, <laughs> and with its sheath of plastic, with its, she- what are they covered with in? Its, with its outer barrier of plastic <laughs> applicator ship. Exactly. Or possibly a cardboard applicator. Well, well that's an interesting, that's an interesting factoid that you just brought up, that, that mm. there is this alternative to the plastic applicator, which is a cardboard applicator, often mm-hmm. made from recycled cardboard. But I will, I yeah. will, I will... Uh, I will mention, I know I'm the environmentalist and all, mm. but have you ever used cardboard tampons? Because they're not as, co- they're not as nice as the plastic ones. They're not that fun. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're nice. not good. They're, I would say sub, you know, they do the job. You know, I, you know, yeah. I, I'm all for them doing the job, but you know what's even better? What? What's even better? Tell me. What, oh my God, what if, <laughs> what if? You just get rid of the applicator all together. You see these? No, they can't mm. see these. These are my fingers because this is a podcast and you can't see me. But these are my fingers. <laughs> fingers are, are woman's best applicator. 
Mm. All you gotta do, you take the, the tampon that would be in inside of the, the plastic yeah. or cardboard, respectively, applicator, and instead of using those, you just take the car, mm. just take the little little spongy guy, stick yeah, the little sticker up there. <laughs> she's got a string. She's got a she's got her ways, and yeah, then just pull her out. Just you know, pull her out a few hours later. Don't look if you if you don't yeah. want to. Yeah, if you don't, you don't have no, to, you, you know, clean, you can you your, also yep, if you want. Yep, you clean yourself up and uh, bada bing, bada boom. You're good to you're go. You're good to get, well, then you put another one in sometimes. Yeah, then you put another one in, but don't leave them in for more than eight hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take it out of the box. shock is not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please take that out. Um, I'm like, I'm just curious about why applicators were created. Well, I mean, they were definitely created for like ease, but like, it's like one of those, another, another product can like created for consumers because like for no reason like when you could just put it in yourself you know i don't know i always i think about that i sometimes. also also it, it is a it is a good idea like good point like why we have fingers like i understand like yeah. that we need other tools in life to like help like you know my favorite eating utensil is the finger but <laughs> i understand why Forks and spoons and knives were created. I get it. Yes, okay, yes, because it's like it's like ease. It's you know? easy. And also, you know, it looks cute, whatever. But you, less contamination if your hands. are But you can also like, let's say you're using, you know, regular old metal spoons, forks, knives, and not mm. the plastic. We don't talk about those. We don't talk about those. Yeah, no. But those you can you can wash them. You reuse the them. You keep going. You don't want to reuse your applicator. No, no, no. You really, no, there's really no don't want to do for that. It. I mean, like, okay, I'm just going to say this, maybe the plastic ones, but then again, like, we don't, like, plastic ones aren't good for the environment, so why would you want to buy plastic applicators anyway, or tampons with plastic applicators? But the cardboard ones, you get those wet, they are done. Like, you are not, there's no, there's no saving those once they're wet. Um, I have to, yeah, <laughs> definitely have some experiences where, um, okay, where my, like, tampons have gotten wet before in the past, usually because they're in my backpack and, like, I'm in the rain or something, some sort of situation like that. So um, I was just trying to hide the fact that she pisses on her tampons. <laughs> yeah, I piss out of my eyes if you watched or you listened to <laughs> last week's podcast. is <laughs> actually secretly a female molten lobster that's really fertile. Yes. Yeah, and, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, shaped. I'm, like, in this human body, but secretly I am a lobster inside. Um, I knew it. But, <laughs> yeah, sorry, secrets out, guys. Um, but if you get the cardboard applicator wet, it literally just falls apart. Like, it just, it just is a soggy cardboard mess. I mean, if you get any cardboard wet, it just becomes that. Um, so, yeah, just be mindful of that. So, um, and just be ready to use your fingers. Just be ready to use your fingers. <laughs> Tip of the day, skip the applicator and use your fingers. Second. Yeah. Some people don't like using tampons, and we totally... For, for very understandable reasons. I will never understand, um, because, okay. you, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm a, a, a tampon enthusiast. You ever seen Where the Millers? Tampons? Big fan. Oh my god, tampons. Tampons. Big fan. I'm a tampon in my vagina. <laughs> but... Dude, I actually love that movie. Oh my god, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are other, other things... To use instead, shall we name a few? A pad, 
those are also problematic. Those are also problematic just because of all the, the wrappers. Speaking of pads being non-reusable, there's actually a way to make them reusable, and it's making them out of cotton. And basically, it's kind of along the same lines as like the Thinks, which is like the sustainable underwear um, company. But there is a company in Boulder that also has an office in Kenya called Pride Pads. And basically what they do is they empower women to make their own um, cotton-based um, pads that they can wash um, weekly or whenever they need to. Um, and they're reusable. And they're a great alternative to um, like the plastic pads. And also they don't have packaging because they make them themselves. Um, and this not only like helps them with their period, but it also helps them with empowerment. And women in developing countries who can deal with their period can go to school and um, they therefore have access to education. They have their own job because they're making their period pads and they can sell them to other women. Um, so it's all around a great um, kind of exercise in equality, like teaching women how to make their own reusable period pads. Recently though, and this may be um, increasingly in my or our circle of, of, of friends, considering that we go to a woman's female populated uh, higher education yeah, yeah. institution. Yeah, woman's institution, you might say. <laughs> yes, many, many, many X chromosomes, very few Ys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some Ys, um, but few. <laughs> and, and, and of these women, many of them are, are divas. Mm. And, and many of them are not divas, but enter the Diva Cup. I had no idea what the Diva Cup was before coming Neither to college. No idea. Neither did I. I had no idea. I knew, I knew what an IUD was. I knew what, what other female things did I know? Um, I don't okay. know. I knew lots of female things. Yeah, I like, knew lots of female things. I did not. I knew so, so many big. female things. I knew some male things too, but I didn't know what a diva cup was. No, and it's this brilliant little contraption. Listen mm -hmm. to this. It's this brilliant little contraption where you have this like it's literally a cup, and you and you and it's like well, silicon. It's like a it's like a silicon. You know, it's like a, you can squish it around, kind of. You know, but it's it's a cup. They should be pretty. And flexible. you and you squeeze it up. You squeeze it into your little, your, your little, you know, hole, well, again. your <laughs> vagina, you, 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 you put the cup, you squeeze the cup, you put it into your vagina when you're on your period, and then you just leave it there mm. for, you know, a few hours, an okay. entire day. How long can you leave it in there for? You can leave it in there for a day. You can oh, literally leave it. I mean, if you have, like, a really, really heavy period, then a lot of people, like, will want to, whatever. But, like, yeah. you can literally leave it in there for a day. Mm -hmm. End of the day comes. You, there's a little tab on the bottom of and the, you know, the, the bottom part of the, the cup. Mm. You pull it out. You wash it. Mm. You know, some people like to boil it to, like, really sterilize it. Yeah. Like, you can, you can wash it with, like, great biodegradable soaps. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, do the same thing the next day. You could, you know, and you can use it forever. It's, it's yeah. one cup. You get one, like what I think is like, you know, Barnard or other colleges that I don't go to, but, you know, I'm sure that they do this as well. Like if you go to primary care or any like quote unquote nurse's office of colleges. Yeah. You know, they'll give you condoms. They'll give you tampons. They'll give you pads. They'll give you... They'll give you lube. Mm. 
they, they won't will. give you a diva cup. But I think that it would be really beneficial if they just mm. gave out diva cups instead. Is it because I mean, they're more expensive? Like, why don't they? Why don't they're really um, not that expensive? I mean, you can buy, if you buy them in bulk. Why would it be more expensive than buying tampons? Exactly, tampons in bulk. I feel like would be. Maybe more expensive? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I mean, like, in the long run, because you have to buy more but tampons. But it wouldn't be that much more expensive. It, I don't think it would be that much more expensive. Yeah. Because you have to buy so many tampons. Exactly. And you, don't have to, and you have to keep you restocking save, it. You would save, like, yeah, you don't have to keep restocking your Diva Cup. Yeah. I Yeah, Diva Cups are, seem really fascinating to me. Um, yeah, like, okay, talk to me about, have you ever, have you ever used a Diva Cup in, like, I have used a Diva Cup. Is I it, have the diva cup. My one question is like, how messy is it? Um, it's 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 not clean. Okay. Like I take it out in the shower. Okay, so you take it out over the toilet, like just like a like a regular tampon. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I mean, I like how many times have you ever been on your period and you're like, I'm gonna take out my tampon, you know, and in public. Like no, no, like, that, you, absolutely you, not. It's the same thing as everything else. It just is so much better for the yeah. environment. And if you if you if you want to take it out your anything out in public, just be prepared for that for like some you know some spillage possibly. Also, um, maybe see a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Also, maybe like consider like I don't know, I don't know what like life choices. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, though diva cups are a great alternative. Um, they are usually what are they usually made out of? Um, latex, rubber. Well, latex. I is think rubber. silicon. A silicon. Okay. Okay. Um, and then how like? I mean, I don't know how biodegradable they would be. Yeah. That's but also, question. you're not throwing them away. No, you're not. You're usually keeping them. I mean, like, how long can you have a diva cup for? I I so I have only known about diva cups for a mm. short amount of time. So I actually don't know the answer to that, but that okay. could be looked up very easily. That could be looked up very easily. Yeah, and I and I'm sure it, it, it depends on the diva cup you buy and like you know, Amazon. Great stuff. Also, actually, I don't really support Amazon, so I'm gonna disagree. Oh, with that. <laughs> I really should not have said Amazon. See, here's the thing, though. Okay, really far, really, really quickly. We have two hours for this yes. podcast, yes. so it's, we, it's, it's little, not that important. You don't even have to say it that quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Amazon, also, I don't, like, you know, it's not great. Jeff Bezos, not my not my, my favorite human. Mm. But the ease. It's so easy. I know, I know. It's so, yeah. it's so terrible. I know. Don't get power to the man, but also. No, but it is really easy, and, um, but, like, the thing, the thing that bothers me is less, like, I don't know, it's about, like, transportation emissions and stuff like that. But we, yeah, we may talk about Amazon at a later point. But yeah, maybe, maybe at a later point. Yeah. I think Amazon deserves a, a, a bit more of attention than just Diva Cups. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm... But speaking... I will tell you the... that Diva Cups can last for about four years or more. Oh, um, once according it becomes to... to get, like, this is according to Healthline.com. Okay, so an entire college career can yeah you can have the same diva cup yeah and um it, it's when it starts to like discolor which i'm not sure if that's exactly four years but it just whenever your cup starts looking a little janky you might want to replace it um but at the same time you're like it's so much more it's much better than having like a tampons or or like um non-reusable pads because like you're not throwing it away every day you know it's like four years which is so so much less so um, much less. Yeah. You know what else could be less? What? 
What could be less? <laughs> Tell me. The amount of hair on your body. Yes, yeah, so you could also have less hair on your body. You could also have more. So, so here's here's the dilemma that I currently face. Mm. Armpit hair. Mm. Mm. Armpit <laughs> hair. So, my dilemma, and most people listening to this are going to just be like, okay, you have armpit hair, shave it off, great, go on with your day. Yeah. Dilemma stands in the fact that I go to Barnard. Mm. And actually, at Barnard, um, your armpit hair, the length of your armpit hair, is actually directly proportional to your popularity. Yeah, so, this has actually been published in a scientific study, so we know this is real. Um, so we know that this is very this is real, real. <laughs> um, by the women in STEM. Yeah, right? it was published by Barnard Women in STEM. But here, <laughs> I mean, it has to be, it has to be an active choice. You know, you have to yes. actively be, gro- if you can braid it, Yes. You're basically, I mean, Beyonce has given up her throne as queen. And you and have taken it. <laughs> you now have taken it with your braided, with your braided armpit, armpit hair. hair. Um, but, you know, some people at Barnard don't want to be cool. Um, so they want to shave their armpit hair. <laughs> or some people at Barnard want to please the other species. Yes, Exactly. Um, but we recommend that you shave your armpit That's hair. men. That's men. Straight yes. men, often. Yeah. Just <laughs> we highly recommend that you don't do it to please the other species, but if you want to do that, that's also totally fine. Not going to judge. No judgment here. <laughs> no. No judgment. If you don't want to be cool, fine. Don't be cool. But. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, like, shaming people on this show. That's how it rolls. That's how it be. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, what about instead of armpit hair, we talk about leg hair? Because here's yeah. the thing about leg hair. We can also talk about the lovely downstairs of oh, pubic oh, hair as well. pubic hairs as well. But when it comes to leg hairs, I feel like we can all agree, mm. all the people who have in, at some point in their life shaved their legs understand yes. that, like, I get it, like, shaving is, like, a chore, like, it's annoying, but mm. also, have you ever, like, gotten into sweatpants right after shaving oh, your legs? Or, like, into, and it's just, like, into the sheets. It is self-care. Bed. It is actual self-care. It, like, feels so nice. And, it like, just feels smooth. nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, sex like, is nice and all, but, like, have you ever gotten into sweatpants with shaven legs? Shaved like, like yeah, freshly yeah, shaved saying. legs. Ugh, but so here's the gross. catch. Razors, particularly of the disposable variety, yeah. made of plastic, not awesome for the environment mm. for obvious reasons. You're throwing away a lot of plastic. You're often buying many of them at once. Yes. And also often using Amazon to do so. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> Attacked. <laughs> but, so, mm-hmm. here's the nice thing. And I'm not supporting Nair because that shit is wow. No, no, That's please so don't. Like, gross. Please don't use that on your body. Like, okay. Yeah, I, don't waxing, do it. Waxing is great. Go to a waxing salon. That's fine. Okay, like, but hurts, razors. But don't use Nair. But razors, if you want to use them, there are ways to be more sustainable with your razor. There use. are so many there ways. Are lots of ways. A, first, before Charlotte goes into all of the more sustainable razor varieties, mm. I am going to really quickly remind all of our wonderful viewers that a disposable razor is in fact disposable, but it does not mean that you have to dispose of it after one yes. use. You yes, can yes, still yes, use yes, it yes, more yes. than once. Yes. Okay. Shall I, I tell think... us about some more sustainable razors? Yes, and I will. Okay. So there are two main types that like are the disposable, like 
non-disposable razors that are like being talked about nowadays. Um, one is stainless steel or like some sort of um, metal. Stainless steel is the best because it's more clean. Um, it's easy to wash. Um, also reusable just because you're not going to be throwing that away. And also you can buy like, um, you can buy like reusable uh, or yeah, reusable um, shaving heads that are much better and they like clean really nicely and you don't have to like throw them away, which is great. Um, also electric. There's a third type in there. Electric razors. Um, I can't think off the top of my head of any like types of electric razors that I know of, but they are really good and they're like kind of easier to use because their heads are probably usually smaller. And, um, and you don't cut yourself with the yes, electric you don't. ones. <laughs> you don't. So that's I mean, you have to, like, like sometimes you got to, like, change the batteries, but, yeah. like, you know. And you, but you can also recharge batteries using, like, a battery recharger. So, like... I'm know. sure that exists as well. It does exist. I'm sure. We use them at my house all the time, and they are great. So, recharge your batteries uh, for that. Charlotte's <laughs> just letting everybody know that they do, in fact, shave their armpits, and that um, their popularity at Barnard is yeah. significantly decreased by that fact. Continue. Wah, wah. Um, but anyway... Um, electric razors are also great for shaving your head if you want to make that bold choice. <laughs> which we also support. Yes, we also support which that. Which we really support. It I is was actually thinking about doing that myself, so there we go. <laughs> Think less shampoo. You got mm-hmm. less, your showers will be shorter because mm-hmm. you won't have to, you know, wash your hair as much. Not to mention, um, you look badass, but, yeah, um, continue. And also, it like, it's a, like, Less shampoo, less hair products. You have to, like, buy less bottles that you're probably going to end up throwing away, in, like, in the end. So, yeah, shaving your head is a good, sustainable choice um, if you want to do that. But there's also a third type of razor, which is the bamboo razor. Um, bamboo is a really great source for, like, you may, have heard, you may have heard of, like, bamboo toothbrushes and stuff like that. It's a great source for, like, product material because it, does, it doesn't need to be replanted because it, it, like, regenerates from its own roots. It grows really fast, um, and it doesn't require fertilizers. Um, but along with, like, bamboo toothbrushes and razors, there's often a label that goes along with it called, like, bio-based, um, which the caveat to that is they're not necessarily biodegradable, and not all biodegradable materials are guaranteed to biodegrade just because of, like, the environment they may end up being in um, once they are... Or maybe they'll be biodegradable, but, like... (laughs) After, like, hundreds of years. Like, that's not exactly. super That's not super great. Yeah, and, like, when you think of biodegradable, you think of something that's just going to, like, decompose in the backyard or, like, it, not in the backyard, but just, like, anywhere. <laughs> just, like, quickly. Um, but that's not always the case. Um, For instance, when I think of biodegradable... Yeah. My first, my first introduction to the biodegradable world was actually an episode of iCarly in which, in which <laughs> Sam, um, for her environmental... Um, awareness project brings in an orange as because uh, because it's nutritious it's delicious and the the pit not the pit nope not the pit but the peel the peel pits are great too but the, the peel are great. <laughs> you know she does she throws the peel out the window she gets an a on the project and carly who like makes this whole like electric scooter thing totally fails but what <laughs> how did that fail so because it like the battery like took so much energy to recharge it was Ugh. it was a lot it was a bad episode it was actually a great episode but anyway yeah like an orange peel 
that's what I think of about biodegradable. When I think of biodegradable, I think of an orange peel. Yeah. You throw it out the window, you don't worry about it. Yeah, you don't. Um, so, like, and, like, that is, when, when, when something, when a product is labeled as biodegradable, it's not always like that. It's not always, like, you can just throw it out and, like, it's good to go. And it will just return to Mother Nature. That's not exactly how it works. Um, and, like, with bioplastics that are, you know, they're supposed to be biodegradable. And they, they oftentimes are. Um, they can end up in anaerobic landfills and oceans that are, that are cold. Um, well, all oceans are cold. <laughs> or among recyclable plastics. And like, I don't know what oceans you're going to, to but mine are nice and toasty. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, I don't have oceans where I live, so maybe that's why. Um, oh, yeah, that's so true. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, I know. It really wow. is weird. The fact that I'm a landlocked state, it's bizarre. Um, but I've just never lived in a landlocked I've always lived on the coast. They're so whack. Dang, no need to flex the fact that you have water readily available to you. <laughs> And also, like, breathable air. Yes, yes, breathable air, very <laughs> important. Um, but anyway, like, the, these bioplastics could be non-biodegradable because of the way that they're biodegrading and the environment that they're, they're attempting or they're biodegrading in. Um, so that may, so they may just end up being as harmful as traditional plastics. So it's, like, it's important to know how to dispose of those in the right way. Um, you could often contact recycling facilities, you can look it or, up. Or a lot of times it'll just be on the packaging exactly. of the... Yeah. Ho- hopefully the, the green packaging of, yes. the, a of, lot of the razor itself. A lot of green packaging does a good job of, like, being like, hey, this is how you dispose of me. So... Yes, exactly. Pay attention to that. Okay, so now we're going to take a little brief interlude, um, and we're going to play um, Hungry Planet by The Birds and My City Was Gone by The Pretenders. Um, so our theme for our music this week is going to be rock. Um, so this is these are all rock songs about the environment, the earth, sustainability, all of that. Um, and like both of these, I believe, were written in either the 70s or the 80s. Um, and that was a period of time when a lot of people were writing about the earth and writing songs about that. So um, please enjoy. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
So, let's say you're not on your period. Mm. Or you are on your period, but let's just say, no, your, your period is not affecting your activity level. You feel wonderful. Mm. You are shaved to your heart's content. And you are with a special someone. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> and you and your special someone are thinking, let's save the environment by taking a shower together, and in that shower, things get steamy. But you're like, there are so many reasons why we should protect ourselves while we get steamy, Mm. but we should not hurt Mother Nature while we get steamy, because that's just not worth it. Mother Nature is too good to us. Yeah, we gotta be sustainable when we're doing... We have to be sustainable while we get steamy. Enter... The condom. The condom. And it's the little, condom. little square package. And it's little, <laughs> and or circle that says NYC on it. Oh my god, yeah. I know, I know those condoms so well. God Yo, damn it. Okay, okay. Shameless, shameless Barnard plug. Barnard, every, every, fl- so there's like the, the, the building that all the freshmen live in. Mm. And it's a quad, so there's four, it's like four hallways Yep. And then in the middle of the four hallways is like a courtyard. But yes. it's eight floors, four hallways, like square. I swear. Not only I does every not only does every floor of like the eight floors have a station of, you know, condoms and lube and dental dams, every flo- every hall. So that's four per floor. So that is eight times Four. That is 32 different condom slash lube slash dental dam stations. Yes. That are refilled daily. That's on Barnard we, students. Barnard students can get it. Barnard. Barnard students can like, get it. They're literally like, we know you have sex. Let's help And you. they are also like, you hot motherfuckers. Like, yeah, it's like we, all you are getting we know, it's not even, it's not even like, we know you have sex. It's like, oh, oh, bitch, I, oh, We bitch. know you are getting, um, absolutely railed every single weekend or more. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, only on the weekends and only once a weekend. Only once a weekend. That's the rule. I mean, if what? anyone follows that rule, they're lying to themselves. But anyway. <laughs> yep. And, and I'm a fan, Bernard, I'm a fan, but we have some, we have some tips. We yeah. have some tips. We have some feedback. Because those circular condoms are pretty bad for the environment. No, yeah, yeah, they really are. I mean, it comes, it's like packaging-wise, like the actual, like, condom itself, like, the way people throw them out oftentimes, like, lots of problems there. But um, Charlotte Berger is here to tell us. Here about about some other some other things that yeah. we could do I'm to help Barnard out and colleges and individuals yeah. like. Let's first start talking about those condoms, like the traditional everyday condom. I'm not exactly sure what the traditional is. everyday <laughs> condom. The, 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 That's what I'm talking the, about. The, 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 the condom next door, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> See. We were really just kidding when we said only once a weekend. <laughs> really, it's the everyday condom. It's the everyday condom. <laughs> um, 
But let's talk about, like, what is up with those condoms. And these are, like, the traditional brands, like, Trojan and Durex and the NYC brand that, that Barnard likes what to buy. What the heck? What is I don't, that? I don't even know what that brand is. Um, but a lot of these condoms contain, they have, they're made of latex, which in its pure form is biodegradable because it's, like, it's basically rubber that's farmed from rubber trees and... It is a natural product, so it is biodegradable itself, but these condom brands, or a lot of condoms, will add, like, synthetic elements. Um, a lot of times, they'll also add different things like spermicide, which is basically kills sperm. Some of them have parabens in them, which are not great for you. Um, and other, and there, there are, like, other chemicals contained in them. You should probably, if you want to do your own research, please look this up. You can well, also, not to mention, like, l- rubber trees... Are really like concentrated rubber tree plantations and farms are really mm-hmm. concentrated in in Southeast Asia yeah. um, and so we know that when something is labeled fair trade it probably will cost a little bit more we get it mm. but also that is like when when it says fair trade in this in this particular case yeah please buy the fair trade these are like a lot of people who aren't making a ton of money who are yeah. like you know farming this rubber so that we can all have safe sex yeah and honestly rubber the money is going back to making those working conditions humane yeah by and, the fair trade condoms um additionally anyway, there anyway. are other things that and it, next to the condoms in the barnard hallways there were the lube packages lube is something great lube is something great mm. i think that I think that lube is stigmatized. Yes, it is often stigmatized. Um, tell me about that. In what way? Why is lube stigmatized? Yeah. Well, because men will be like, oh, like, you're not getting wet. Like, I'm not yeah. turning you on. It's like, you might be turning a girl on. She might not be getting wet. For reasons that are not because of you. Jesus, men. Yeah. Or Vaginas women. have different levels of lubrication. It's not all about um, just being Level wet of sexiness. Or not. Yeah, exactly. But it just makes it will, like any sexually active individual will understand that being wet will like naturally or via like some sort of aid will make your experience much better and or much more comfortable, especially if you have a vagina mm. and thus enter lube. However, lube. there are many different great. kinds of lube. There are actually. But some lubes are better for the environment than other lubes. Yes. Um, so there are three different types. There's petroleum-based lube, water-based lube, and then silicon-based lube. Like, those are the main types. There are, and then there's, like, hybrids of all of yeah, them. And yes. Maybe. Um, I don't really know a lot about lube, but I, I know some things about it. Uh, tell me about lube. Yeah, tell so basically... In my humble opinion, for the environment, water-based lube is probably the better option, um, just because it leaves, first of all, in, like, when you're using it, it leaves less residue, um, and when you dispose of the bottle, water-based lube is more likely to, um, like, dissolve, um, unlike petroleum-based lube and silicon-based lube, which are more likely to stick around, um, yeah, what do you like? What do you know about silicon-based lube? Um, I know that you shouldn't use your sex toys with silicon. 
Yes. Because it'll ruin your sex toys. That's what I know. That's literally all I know. That is what I know about lube. <laughs> yeah, and like... But I know some things about sex toys. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, basically, water-based... Also, like, it's, it's, it's also about, like, when you're choosing your lube, it's not just about the type of lube. It's also where you're buying it from. There's, like... There, there's also, like, such things as, like, ethically sourced lube. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it's made. Um, I think that'd be something that was, that's really, in, that would be interesting to look at. Um, but it's also about the company that you're choosing to buy your lube from. Same thing with workers and condoms and all of that stuff. Um, so, sex toys. Yeah, so let's go on to sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abby knows one thing about lube, and it has to do with sex toys. So, I think... Yes. We should talk mm-hmm. about sex toys. Sex toys. For instance, vibrators. For instance, butt plugs. For instance, anything that you want to use that is not another human being. Paddles. Made of all different handcuffs. We got. You know, you can turn things into sex toys. You can do that, and you know what else you can do. You can power with, with your, your hands, sex toys, I guess. <laughs> many of them. You can't really power rope. Well, I mean, you can with your... You can power some, yes, with your hands, with, or, or other body with parts. Energy. <laughs> with With many different um, sources. One I did not know of until... until shar- So, normally I, I understood... I understood vibrators to be powered by batteries, rechargeable or not. But my good friend Charlotte Berger has um, educated me that there is such oh, thing yes. as so basically solar okay so there are actually several vibrator. different types of solar powered vibrators. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> that is Mother Nature powering your orgasm. That that is amazing. She's literally saying come, but like both types of come. There are anyway, several um, types so of soul. There Mother are Nature is, these, is these, looking okay, down at these us. Vibrators are and she is saying by the sun in several come. Ways. There are vibrators <laughs> that you can literally just leave out in the sun. Um, and they will power. There's also ones that like plug into like mini <laughs> solar panels, which are actually really cute. Um, and they'll charge that way. Um, so it's like literally just like plugging it into like, I don't know, for example, with other vibrators, you might plug it into the wall or something. You just plug it into this little panel and you just leave it out. These are great for not only for living more environment, like a more environmentally friendly life, but also if you're like going on a backpacking trip or something, you can bring that with you and you don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, so like if you like a vibrator in the middle of nowhere, bring your solar powered vibrator. Ooh, I'll tell you that there's one vibrator that I, um... I really like the look of. Like the look um, of? It's that, really I, that she really likes the look of. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, of course, Charlotte thinks that this is a cute one. <laughs> about these vibrators is that they're not powerful enough. But I have read a lot of reviews, and a lot of them are saying that they are super powerful. No they are super powerful. way. Well, I don't believe that. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> They're powerful. They can do the job. <laughs> They're definitely not weak. Um, and they definitely provide a really good alternative for batteries, for um, other forms of vibrators. 
I'm just stuck on the fact that Mother Nature is literally trying to help you get like, off. Let me, I like, <laughs> like, God, in the, in the beginning of time, according to the oh Bible, God, the right? Bible. In the beginning of time, God yes. said, let there be light. And then the sun came out and the sun brought light. Okay. God made sun. Sun made power. Power from sun Believe makes science. orgasm. <laughs> I can't. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm God. I like to say God in. We are. I, you're not God. <laughs> Charlotte, don't at me like that. <laughs> yeah. Hi guys, I'm the Messiah. Nice to meet you. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah. How to make cleaning up afterwards? Wait, no, 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 oh. there's another type, there's another type oh, of vibrator. Oh, another type of vibrator. About. Oh, it's a biodegradable vibrator. What's that? I... Isn't that honestly fascinating? It biodegrades. It's made out of... why would you want okay, to throw so away again, your vibrator? The caveat... Well, in case you, like, don't want to use it anymore, I guess. I mean, at the same okay, time... Okay, solar-powered vibrators! This is... This is Solar powered vibrators are excellent, but for, at the same time, you may be have been using your vibrator for a long time, and you're like, okay, what do I do with it? So if you have like a regular vibrator, like you're probably just gonna end up throwing that in the trash. But if you have a biodegradable vibrator, you can literally you can biodegradable biodegrade it, um, and you have to do that. There are probably there are specific instructions on how to do that, and I'm not really gonna go into that right now. But um, first of all, components. Um, but it does biodegrade, um, and you can check it out if you want to at, um, Spectrum. I would highly recommend looking into that. So I'm just out here looking up these, these solar-powered vibrators, and they are just, like, they're making these beautiful aesthetic photographs of a wand vibrator. Oh, um, yeah, like those are those to, like, too. zucchinis and carrots and cucumbers oh, and, uh, and peaches and other just, like, phallic and a sexual, um, fruits and vegetables and i yeah i really love it and like I okay really i believe you're on fan. if you if you're looking at the vice article that one's great because she actually reviews that she am. reviews all these products and like she gives her honest opinion and the solar powered vibrator gets the highest review because it's really good <laughs> apparently um but also there are other offer there are other like sustainable sex toys there's glass ones that are recyclable um and yeah, there's, like, glass butt plugs and dildos that work pretty well. Um, there's also wooden ones, and don't worry about splinters. They're, like, coated in, like, resin, so they won't splinter and hurt you, even though oh, it's so uncomfortable. I'm so Wooden ones are also a great opportunity, especially, ah. if, they're, especially if they're ethically made from ethically sourced wood. I think, I think my clitoris yeah, is I, crying I right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. But they're not wood vibrators, Mm-mm. they're wood dildos, so that's the difference. Um, but yes, that's that's really upsetting. But don't worry about the wood ones, because they're made safely, if you want to use those. So. Alright, point, point of that section, there are many sustainable um, ways to get off. Mother Nature wants you to have an yeah, orgasm. She, she really and does. so <laughs> does, <laughs> she really does. But let's say that you finished your sustainable shower with your solar-powered Actually, vibrators, and you and your partner... On the partner... topic of shower sex, um, how, like, okay, my understanding is that 
it's not super highly recommended to have sex in the shower because A, it could be dangerous, B, it also wastes a lot of water. How do you feel about that? If you want to have sex in the shower, you have sex in the shower. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, keep in mind that you're wasting water. Okay. Have sex wherever you want to have sex. Have sex wherever. Just ha keep in mind you're wasting water. Just, just. Yeah. But anyway, just, anyway. Just, you know. Yeah. Have responsible sex. Yes. But anyway. So you're done with your you're sex. You're done with your sex. Let's say you didn't have sex in the shower. But you could have had sex in the shower. You said you didn't have sex in the shower. You could have had sex anywhere. <laughs> maybe you had, maybe you, let's say you had sex in, you know, a public restroom. <laughs> I don't know where you'll have sex. As long as you're being safe, <laughs> let's say you're having sex. So, what do you do to clean up after sex? Mm -hmm. What do you use? So, well, a lot of people will... Many people use paper towels, mm -hmm. but there are alternatives. No paper towels. Don't use those. Okay. So it depends on, like... All I'm saying is, like, you had just... Like, uh, uh, let's say you're in a bedroom, right? That's yeah. a that's a pretty reasonable place to have sex. Mm -hmm. There are so many cloth items in a bedroom yeah. that you can use to clean up. And you're already doing laundry. Oh, yeah. You're all, your underwear, for instance, mm -hmm. is already going to be in your hamper. Yes. You got some some swimmers on your chest cool beans cool you also have a uh, pair of underwear that is about to be go into the laundry use that, that. <laughs> don't waste your paper towels like, no, okay i'm just gonna like, let you know i've been wiping i think there should be a paper towel tax as well yes yes wait actually that's a great idea i feel like it would be difficult to implement continue that, continue anyway um i've been wiped off with a lot of things i'll just put that out there socks shirts Charlotte's a virgin yes i am um socks Shirts, my own underwear, <laughs> washcloths, towels, a bathrobe, like, the whole deal. There is, like, there are so many things that you can wipe yourself off with. If, like, if you don't have clothes in your bedroom or wherever you're having, if there's no accessible thing except for paper towels, like, that's just, maybe consider life choices. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's that's our, our shameless um, don't use paper towels, use anything else. Anything. It could be literally, well, actually not literally anything, but most, like, cloth, like, things you can use. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Also, like, setting there the mood go. before you even start. Um, a lot of people like to use candles. Yeah, I was just about to think, I was just about to talk about that. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to tell me how you can set the mood? <laughs> You can set the moon in many ways. One thing you probably shouldn't do to set the mood is play bad Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I am going to put that out there. Oh, my God. Or, um, or, no names, or, or but... the uh, worst songs to have sex to playlist on um, Spotify. That's the... Honestly, listen to oh, it. Oh, I'm sure it's very bad. <laughs> it's so good. Uh -oh. It's terrible for sex. <laughs> However, there are other ways of setting the mood. Tell me more. Um, well... You know, there are, there are the beeswax candles, there are the, the soy candles, you can use, um, like, by so beeswax candles are cute, natural lighting, we love that, that's, that's, that's also very cute, um, you can, you know, get some nice sustainably sourced lingerie, or no lingerie, because it's all gonna come off anyway, um, <laughs> exactly. but there's, Why there's even another, there's <laughs> another, yeah, exactly, there's another, um, well, I have my own opinions about that, too. But there's another um, popular way of setting the mood these days, especially these days, actually. Before we start talking about what could possibly set the mood, we're going to play a couple songs. Um, we're going to play Time is Ticking Out by the Cranberries. 
and Monkey Gone to Heaven by the Pixies. You guessed it, more rock songs. We'll be back in a minute to talk about what sets the mood.
the drugs of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll episode, <laughs> particularly um, one, one drug that is more, more likely to be legal. In, yes, um, um, it's, well, it's legal in, the, in, in certain areas, so there you go. <laughs> and decriminalized in others, and very illegal yeah. in some others. So, um, enter very, very marijuana. <laughs> Tetrahydrocannabinol. Let's go. Oh Wait, is that what it's actually? Is that like what is? T H C. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. T H C. I couldn't figure it out. What does CBD stand for? Do you know that? Yeah, it's uh, cannabinol. Something. Something. Sometimes it's, in different it's, amounts, different okay. levels. It just depends. But anyway. Cannabid. Cannabidiol is uh, CBD. Sweet. According to um, yeah, tetrahydrocannabinol is THC. Nailed it. You got it. Totally nailed it. But anyway. So here's the thing about marijuana. Mm, it is pretty illegal in many places. It marijuana has many. Um, oh, marijuana has uh, many controversial. Elements. Topics. Elements. Yeah. Uh, but it comes from the ground. It is a plant. It is like bamboo. It is like the rubber tree. In essence, yes. In essence, yes. But. And it, and it, it does set the mood. So, uh. It does a great job of setting the mood, actually. Um, but you don't need to do that to set the mood as well. So, anyway, we already talked about that. But, 
Um, marijuana is an interesting plant because um, a lot of people who engage in marijuana smoking are super environmentally friendly, but maybe they don't understand the environmental impacts of marijuana and the marijuana industry. Um, because there are a lot of, there can be some, actually there are a lot of negative environmental impacts. I'm just going to put that up there. Um, For instance, if you want to like have a farm to grow marijuana, you're going to use a lot of heat lamps. That's yes. going to take a lot of energy. Yeah. A lot of energy. Yeah. And we are not promoting that you go out and smoke a ton of weed. There are some very negative health benefits to smoking large quantities of marijuana. But on a larger societal level, mm. we could improve a lot of lives, uh, decriminalization, uh, or, or just we got a, we got a big problem in this country with yeah. the from from an economic standpoint, decriminalization is relatively it, it can be seen as a good thing because it um mar- I mean for example in Colorado where I'm from, um, marijuana is decriminalized but it is heavily taxed so and those tax it's dollars legal. it's not decriminalized it's legal it's in yeah. New York it's decriminalized yeah in Colorado so, it's legal. So, so if it's legal, meaning you can legally sell it. Like, mm-hmm. in Colorado, there are places where you can go to a dispensary. Yep. In Massachusetts, too, you can go to a dispensary, and if you're over the age of 21, you can purchase it just like you're purchasing cigarettes over the counter. Like, you know, you can, you can purchase it. Mm-hmm. In New York, it is illegal to sell marijuana that, you know, not medically or whatever. Yeah. Just recreational marijuana is mm-hmm. illegal to sell. But if you are you know, caught smoking marijuana on the streets, you're not going to go to jail. No. Is um, the, is theoretically how decriminalize, you might be fined, but you will not be criminalized. Theoretically, that's yeah. how decriminalization works. Yeah, and then, for um, example, in places that if, don't have decriminalized, you will probably get arrested. Yep. And if <laughs> you have a certain skin color, then probably more likely because yes. of America. Yeah, because of systematic racism. However, (laughs) if marijuana was, let's just say, hypothetically, we're in a different world, Mm -hmm. marijuana is legal. It would mean that the producers, the growers, the farmers of this plant would likely have more funds to change the way in which they grow their plant, right? So instead of Mm -hmm. all of these underground heat lamp factories, etc., etc. You could have solar-powered... You could literally have solar-powered factories because they would have the funds to do so. And I'm not saying that, like, all around the world, marijuana should be recreationally legalized because it's totally beneficial and always possible. But I'm saying that if a little bit more money... No. Marijuana's probably not... I mean, it's like tobacco, right? You know, it's... Well, it's not like tobacco, but... It's it's. This is not about the health benefits or detriments yeah. of marijuana. But no, if that's a free more money was going for yourself. But it well, it's actually up to science to determine. And you yeah, but it's it's up to but it's up to the individual to determine whether they sentence. want to cook it. Go ahead. If more money was incorporated into the cannabinol uh, industry, it would likely turn into a much greener industry altogether mm. and we already are trying it's a it's a plant it photosynthesizes it already is going to take co2 out of the atmosphere mm. 
and we can we can we can capitalize on that we are America capitalizing on um, economic um, industries is our forte we are Amer we love capitalism mm -hmm. why not make capitalism and mother nature sing in harmony that's all that's that's where I that's where I stand with with uh, marijuana industries yeah, like and how can we use growing weed. Yeah, like how can we use capitalism to work? It's how we can use capitalism. Um, there are some other really cool drugs, though, yeah, that but also come from the earth. That also come from the earth. Yes. We're only talking about drugs that come from the earth. Yes. Um, I just wanted to really, I just wanted to quickly go over, like, how energy intensive marijuana is. Um, and, I mean, it... It's intensive. It is incredible. And intensive. it also produces a lot of emissions. Um, to produce one pound of marijuana in, like, its dry form, that it uses around 1.95 metric tons of carbon dioxide, which is around equivalent to three cross-country trips in a 44-mile-per-gallon hybrid car, which is in equivalent to around 2,000 pounds of coal that are burned. So if you think about two thousand pounds of coal and the effect on the environment, Wait, and this is to grow what? Great. Pot. This is to grow what? Marijuana. But like how much pot? A pound. How much? How much pot? A pound. That's to grow one pound. Yep. No fucking way. Yeah. Yep. And they also. I'm gonna grow one. I'm gonna grow one pound with that much coal. Mm -hmm. This is a plant. Yeah. What? It uses a lot of emissions. It, it produces a lot of emissions because of like the how energy intensive it is because of the heat lamps. And, like, warming, cooling systems, and, like, especially in these indoor grow farms. There are several types of, several ways to grow marijuana. Um, you can grow them in, like, plantations outside, which can also lead to deforestation, which is not a great thing. But you can also grow them inside, which is energy intensive. Um, but pot plants are also, they require a lot of water. Um, around six gallons per plant per day. Um which is that's a lot of water a lot of water it's more than your dishwasher like, like you see those you see those frat boys walking around the gym with those like gallon water bottles <laughs> and you're like how the hell are you drinking all of that six you're of like those. tiny six of those a day imagine, for, for a little plant imagine a frat guy with six of those actually pot plants are not that small though like they're huge they i don't know how yeah. big they can grow up to but like i feel like it's like several feet oh uh, no no that's small um like a lot of feet. <laughs> um, but okay. it requires a lot of water. You're the Colorado one. So I'll just say that, like, it is super energy intensive. Um, so like, just be aware of that. Um, again, whether you decide to engage in this is your decision, not mine. Um, so last so week we were talking about some, some other things. We were talking about mushrooms last week because mushrooms are some crazy, well, fungi, mm -hmm. well, fungi or... Or, or whatever. <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. Fungus. F however you want to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. They are crazy, crazy eukaryotes. Yeah. That are actually more like animals than they are like plants in many ways. Yeah. Even though they do have those cell walls. Um, but there is one plant in particular that can really um, well fall into this this category of drugs. Mm. The magic the magic shroom. That's a mushroom, know for example. <laughs> it is a hallucinogen. It will make you see the world a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, or even think a little bit You will be, quote unquote, tripping. Mm -hmm. Yes, tripping. 
Um, and we are not going to talk about other drugs that don't come from the ground in this episode because we are only talking about Mother Nature's gift to the world. Um, magic mushrooms, I don't actually know much about their environmental impact other than uh, mushrooms aren't, mushrooms are awesome. They for actually the are. Like mushrooms just as a, <laughs> they actually are. Mushrooms just as a, as a, as a, as a, what are they? As, as a, a species? Family? family? As a, Genie, a genie, genus, as a genus, as a species, as a family underneath that large eukaryotic tree mm-hmm. of life. And like, I mean, last time we talked a little bit about how they're good for the environment, but like essentially have the ability to like regenerate the soil or soil that they're in. Um, and they can kind of invigorate that and like repurpose those nutrients to make it healthier, um, to also make it easier to grow crops and stuff like that. But those are more everyday mushrooms. Psilocybin mushrooms or magic mushrooms. So it's just one type of magic mushrooms. Yeah, um, yeah, it's complicated. But yeah, psilocybin is the it is the hallucinogen component. chemical. Though. Um, but they're not commercially farmed um, because, unlike marijuana, they are. I don't. I don't think there's one state that is even decriminalized. Um, magic mushrooms. No, no, they're so. they're, they're illegal. <laughs> yeah. Magic mushrooms are they're pretty illegal. <laughs> gonna make you see the world in a very different way, and they are also very illegal. Exactly. Um, so they're not commercially farmed in the same way that marijuana is, but they do grow pretty much everywhere in like they grow in a lot of places around the world. Um, forests they grow. So like I I, I mean like. Theoretically, you could just go out and pick them, but at the same time, you have to know which mushrooms you're picking because there are a lot of very toxic mushrooms out there. Um, mm, actually, all mushrooms to me are pretty toxic. Well, many mushrooms to me are yeah. pretty toxic. And even some I'm allergic like, to mushrooms. It's a little yeah. bit of a weird allergy, but I'm actually <laughs> like, if you feed me like some co- coca vin, that like chicken French dish with all the mushrooms in it, like I, I will, I will, I will eat it happily, and I will give it right back to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, like, theoretically, you could go out and pick them. Um, again, if you're like, Abby, don't do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> no one is like me. I'm really one of a kind, Char. One of a kind. She's special. She, she her own person. <laughs> but. You heard it here if first, you, folks. <laughs> if you know about your mushrooms, or if you have a very specific guidebook, or you are with someone who knows about their mushrooms, theoretically, you could go out and pick some yourself. Um, and dry them yourself, and then consume them yourself if you wanted to do that. Um, but they have a very low environmental impact because of this. Um, I actually couldn't find really much anything about environmental impact, except for, like, commercial mushroom farming, which is, like, your portobellos, your shiitake mushrooms, your stuff like that, which are, they are, there are mushroom farms that exist, um, and they can produce, like, a byproduct called spent compost that, can contain pesticides if the mushrooms are grown in pesticides, which this compost can leach chemicals into waterways and etc. But it doesn't need to be disposed of in this way. This is like it only leaches chemicals when it's improperly disposed of. But um, that's really not that important because it's like a very very minimal byproduct. Um, it's not something that really affects people very much, um, and it's really easy to get rid of. Um, but I have been reading about magic mushrooms, and I've been reading that this, okay, this honestly could be bullshit, but um, they can apparently rewire our brains to make us more environmentally friendly. I mean, shrooms make you love everything if you've ever taken them, 
So maybe that's what's going on there, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you have any I think I think that. it could be a great advertising point. Yeah. That's what I think <laughs> yeah. it could be. It could be a great advertising point, not necessarily the truth. Um, or, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Hello. So once again, you're throwing out some songs. Um, we're going to be playing The Numbers by Radiohead and Don't Go Near the Water. I believe it's originally by the Bees, um, not the Beastie Boys, <laughs> the Jersey Boys. Um, but I think this cover, it's a cover, I believe, and it's by Johnny Cash. Um, and you will soon find out why you should not go near the water, or should you? Who knows? Don't go away. <laughs>
Don't go near the water, children. See the fish all dead upon the shore. Don't go near the water, cause the water isn't water anymore. From the fountains and the mountains comes the water running cool and clear and blue. And it comes down from the hills And it goes down to the towns and passes through When it gets down to the cities Then the water turns into a dirty gray Cause it's poisoned and polluted By the people as it goes along its way Don't go near the water, children See the fish all dead upon the shore Don't go near the water Cause the water isn't water anymore I was sitting on the bank of the lake at home Fishing with my little boy I said, have you got a bite yet, son? He said, no, sir, have you, daddy? I said, I believe we got a nibble He said, Daddy, if we catch a fish, can we cook him and eat him? I said, maybe we better not, son. They say that it may not be safe to eat the fish in this water anymore. Don't go near the water, children. See the fish all dead upon the shore. Don't go near the water, cause the water isn't water anymore. Don't go near the water, children, see the fish all dead upon the shore. Don't go near the water, cause the water isn't water anymore. Don't go near the water, children, see the fish all dead upon the shore. Don't go near the water cause the water isn't water anymore. So let's maybe talk about more non-plant-based drugs hmm? interestingly enough do you know anything about pharmaceuticals like not a lot yeah well have you ever heard of alex jones <laughs> did you ever hear the the guy like that was yelling about like um chemicals in the water making the frogs gay <laughs> have you ever heard of that guy you have never, you've never heard of Alex Jones? No. <laughs> he got, like, banned from, like, he got, no? like, banned from Twitter and, like, YouTube, I'm pretty sure, because he was, like, yelling about how, like, well, he said a lot of really controversial things that are, like, mm, maybe not so great, but, um, <laughs> he was yelling about how chemicals in the water may turn, um, frogs gay, <laughs> which is, like, what the fuck, but anyway, um, there's this whole... All right, sick. This <laughs> this is an unrelated but related tangent to pharmaceuticals um, and the effect that pharmaceuticals can have on the environment. Um, so, 
some like okay, depending on how they're disposed of, pharma- pharmaceuticals can get into the water supply, um, and they can expose populations to different chemicals. Um, they can also be found. They've been found in groundwater, drinking water, soil, rivers, lakes, oceans, the whole deal. Um, and they can create like physiological change in organisms, but they cannot turn them gay. That is completely incorrect. Um. <laughs> also, what? Just why do you care if a fish yeah, is I, gay? I, just and also, uh, like, the world I'm is pretty so sure weird. like frogs don't even think about that. So like, why is that even a problem? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I know about that. But um, yeah, and then so you know you know what time I think it should yeah, be though. Yeah, because I think we should talk about. Hey, baby. What? The connection I'm feeling is stronger. This is that's a terrible one. I don't like that one. You don't. You don't like that one. I'll say it. Okay, fine. We'll not say it. (laughs) Okay, fine. You say it, baby. Um. Wait. I want the connection I'm feeling is stronger than Uh, the link between (laughs) climate change and extreme weather. That's actually not that funny. Um. I should call you Carbon, because you're causing a period of unprecedented warming in my atmosphere. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm mm. shocked. <laughs> I have data that suggests that your hotness has increased 70% during the last 20 years. How do you feel about that? That would do, I am 20 years I am 20 years old, so from <laughs> to infancy infant- to now, 70%. I'll take it. 70%. I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. I'm almost 21, if you, like, stretch yeah. it a little bit. A little bit. For all intents and purposes, I can be 21. Yeah, so in, so since you were one, your hotness, or around one, your hotness has increased 70%. Good for you. Glow up. Glow up. How many dormant volcanoes do you have? Do, do you know? Do you know how, how many, how many dormant volcanoes do you have? I think I have at least... Because I bet... I bet I could activate all of them. Oh my god! <laughs> That's that my one's favorite. really That's good. That's my favorite. <laughs> Cars pollute. So can I pick you up on my electric scooter? <laughs> Actually. All right. Yep. That's I'm it. seriously. That's can the you, winner. Can That's you the imagine? Winner of the week. Like okay. That's the winner of the week. Nope, that, I don't, nothing. You, you nothing match, beats that. You match on Tinder. <laughs> this week's, this week's episode has three winners. Mm-hmm. We have solar-powered vibrators, we have gay fish, and we have picking me up on a tender date on a solar-powered scooter. That's Mm -hmm. all, that's, on a less electric scooter, yeah. On a solar-powered scooter. I wish it was a solar-powered scooter, that'd be sick. Uh, But imagine, literally imagine if you're on Tinder and then you match with someone and their transportation is an electric scooter. Would you marry them? In a heartbeat. Perfect. That's, that's exactly what I want to hear. Sweet. So, before uh, we let our incredible audience listen to some rock and roll. Because for the rock and roll What, what are we going to talk about next week? All right, fashion industry is next week. Live from New York. It's not live and it's 6 a.m. <laughs> we
you can.